0: So, welcome back to another episode of Team Crickstop. Today, we are doing second episode of our uh, World Cup series. But uh, before we dive into World Cup series, uh, we will discuss a few things about Asia Cup. That also includes uh, Pakistan's World Cup plan, uh, which we are uh, linking it with uh, Asia Cup. And also a few comments on um, India's uh, Asia Cup squad. And um, yeah, let's get started with it. So, Samir, if you want to go ahead uh, with Pakistan squad, you can go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, definitely a very strong team. Uh, I must
1: put forward right now because they have uh, Baba Razum, a very young captain. And I think in the sa- past 2-3 years, he has really built the team. Although, yes, people can say that uh, they have not played against strong teams. That, that's fine. But, uh, you know, in, especially in the last 2-3 years, they have had the better of uh, at least us uh, in ICC tournaments. Yes, that was uh, 20 overs and 20 overs, I I feel that we are still equals. But in 50 overs, uh, I think different skill set will be tested. But uh, Pakistan definitely. I think what makes them a good team is their bowling attack. For me, uh, Shai Afridi, Haris Rauf and uh, Rasiv. I think these fast bowlers are really intimidating and can really, you know, uh, can intimidate any team on any given day. It's not just about those. Uh, low quality teams but also the top teams be it Australia, England, India any other team and we have seen that be it the World Cup Finals last year where their fast bowlers actually brought them back to the game uh, Shain Shah Afridi I think the way we saw the Afghanistan Odia yesterday also so I think the bowlers will definitely play a huge role It uh, also I just hope that they uh, like they will hope that uh, the fitness is maintained because it's a long tournament I think that will be a key and for batting I think uh, needless to say Baba Azam is going to hold the key uh, I don't think there's any debate on that and it's a very huge Cup for him as well I think it's time for him also to you know show that he's here to stay and he is the uh, whatever people can troll him all, all they want especially people in Pakistan who don't support their players but uh, you know he is right out there to be at, at least one of the finest players currently in the world for me so and along with uh, Mohamed Rizwan and you see Fakhar Zaman is also there so, these 2-3 players, I feel, with the experience that they have, especially in the last 3-4 years, they have played a lot of competitive cricket. I think they are ready for this big stage now. And for me, top 4, I think, don't sh- should not be an issue. And one more, and especially they are playing in very familiar conditions. And one more player, I think, Shadab Khan. Uh, one of the most underrated players, a bowler who is a right arm-leg spinner and can also deliver you with the bat. You need these kind of players in the team who can, you know, just go out Their middle order, I still feel, is a bit imbalanced, but let's see. I mean, inexperienced, but let's see. For me, they are looking pretty solid now.
2: Yes, definitely. You know, like as you said, Pakistan is literally like probably one of the best bowling units. Uh, Even Mohammed Nawaskar will be uh, very dangerous in Indian fields. So the spinning unit, the pace unit is like well set to dominate here, is what I feel. And yes, I think Pakistan is now ready to get back their uh, ICC quota of being dominant. Babarazam Azam leading the side. And like, you know, as you said, Sami, that it's important for Babar Azam to now show his true caliber. Like, enough of the trolls. It's time for him to show that he can play in any conditions against whatever team and can make his team win. So I think that will be a very big responsibility on his shoulders. But I think the team will uh, support him pretty well. Uh, I have very good hopes on uh, Fakar Zaman as well. He has always uh, had a stronghold over the batting unit. Of course, it's like, you know, uh, when Babar Azam gets out early, it's Fakar Zaman or Imam Hulak who keeps the score ticking. And I think that will be a very crucial role uh, in a 50-over game where you cannot be dependent on a particular set of players. And that is when these players uh, come in picture. Yes, it is. It will be uh, like as you said. I think top four is will not be an issue for Pakistan. The bowling unit is uh, extremely deadly. Like I doubt even if uh, top uh, batsmen from all the teams will be able to play properly against uh, Nasim Shah or even Shah BD. So yes, high hopes in Pakistan. The all-rounding unit is also the all-rounding unit is also. Uh, very perfect with Shadab Khan uh, leading the charts I think Mohammed Nawaz might be in some pressure this time with Haris Raf, of course uh, after what happened last time but I think it's time that uh, it's a different that it's not uh, T20 anymore and uh, now is when they can really showcase their talent and okay I have a very strong opinion here but I think Pakistan is now going to Like, complete the drought of not winning against India in the World Cups. But yes, let's see. Like, I actually have very high hopes in Pakistan this time. The team is very well. Uh, Let's see uh, how ahead they go in the World Cup this year. True, absolutely
0: true. Pakistan being one of the team that's uh, not being reflected um, across the globe. Like, the hype is not there. But in uh, terms of uh, squad combination, uh, re- it's a really good squad. Uh, you get a pretty deep uh, batting. And uh, mostly people uh, don't even know the names of Pakistan's squad. Like uh, we discussed about India, we know about Ben Stokes from England. But if we discuss about uh, Pakistan after Barbarazam, you cannot really name other players. But um, if you look uh, at the pace attack, for uh, reference, I will give now. Uh, in the latest ma- recent match, uh, they played against Afghanistan. Like, uh, obviously, Pakistan didn't score big. They got all uh, out around uh, 200 to uh, 220 in between that and sort of. But their pacers managed to get uh, early four wickets within the power play. And as a result, uh, they bowled out Afghanistan for 59 in 19 hours. So that's what the power of Pakistan is just a bowling attack. Obviously, if the batting goes on well, then it's a pretty different game for them. So yeah, now, obviously, we have other squads to discuss as well. And a few of them are also part of Asia Cup. But uh, coming back to uh, India's squad, obviously, we were speculating some uh, bad changes to be made in the squad. And indeed, we are finding the squad pretty bad. So... If you guys uh, want to give any review, we are open to or else we can just move on because I don't think so. These things will stop in uh, near future or anytime soon. So, it's open discussion right now if you want to put forward any important point in uh, terms of India's squad.
2: Mm,
1: see, I think the compromise, I think is the word that I'm looking for. you have made a lot of compromises in the squad. Uh, one thing that I would agree, as Sunil Askar mentioned that Okay, so now you have chosen the team. Let Just let's go ahead with it. right? You have to support this team and he, he, our, us as fans will definitely support the team. I mean, there's not going to be a question on that. But I think the two decisions that you've taken, two decisions, one is selection of KL Rahul and Shreya Seher. Uh In the press conference, I was watching the press conference of uh, Ajit Agarkar and Rohit and they were pretty chilled out and I really liked that. But the one thing that they said that uh, KL Rahul is fit uh, from his injury but he got a fresh niggle. I was not able to fathom that. That he got a fresh niggle and he might not play the first game against Pakistan but he might be ready. I'm talking about Asia Cup. He might not play against first game against Pakistan but will be fit for the remaining games. But then why are you keeping him in the squad? Okay, one thing that uh, you, you're you going to test him in the Asia Cup and in the following ODA, Australia ODI series and then you'll see whether he's ready for the World Cup or not. Okay, fair assessment. But this was the same scenario last year. Uh, he went to Zimbabwe, he was very, very scratchy. He played the Asia Cup, very, very scratchy. He played the World Cup, didn't do anything at all. And this is a similar thing over here. And you're keeping uh, Sanju Samson as, Tilak uh, uh, Verma as a backup for Shreyas a year. And uh, for, uh, if Kale misses out at the end, Sanju Samson is also his backup. So There are a lot of ifs and buts in your team. That if this is then it will fit ho and something like that. Your 15 is not your, uh, best 15. It's based on compromises. The second thing I also mentioned, la- uh, we talked about this in the last podcast. Yuzvendra Chahal. See, I I am very surprised that uh, so so much over the past two three years that if you are making some mistakes, why aren't you able to rectify it? Why is it that only a player like Yuzvendra Chahal has to miss out every single time? And I don't really get it. I mean, two three years, four five years. Every single year, he has had performances. Yes, two or three bad games, any player can have it. And see, for a right arm, leg spinner, it's always going to be difficult. It, the most difficult job in cricket for, as for me is to be a wrist spinner because you are going to get smacked around the ground, especially since it is a batter's game, uh, especially in this era. And still in that era, he is picking new wickets, he's winning new matches. You are still going to come up with the excuses of picking Akshar Patel. Or picking other spinners, nothing against Akshar Patel; he's an amazing player. But why is it that uh, you are having two left-arm uh, off spinners in your team? You have one le- uh, left-arm wrist spinner. You don't have a right-arm off spinner in your team. You don't have a, a right-arm leg spinner in your team. You don't have a proper all-rounder who who can bat and who can bowl, or I, uh, rather, I should say, who can bat and who can also bowl. Yes, Rohit said that you can't produce those kind of players overnight like you had in 2011. I agree. But then you should have considered those factors, right, in the last four years of preparation. So, there are a lot of ifs and buts. Uh, I think balance is not there. And Chahal, I mean, it's it's not right. I I, I should say, I think there are a lot more reasons uh, apart from cricketing reasons. But uh, I think we can save that for some other day. But uh, again, I, as I said that, just go ahead with this team. You are selecting it. Uh, we'll back you, definitely. It's not that the 15 players that you've selected are bad. They're also good. It's not that. But uh, compromises, I feel, if you're going to make it, then somewhere or the other, you might face the consequences as well. So, let's see how it
0: goes. Well, only thing I can say from uh, my point of view, like... Uh, If you really don't want to go ahead with Chahir It's alright to keep him in those uh, backup players like uh, in that 17th contingent. Obviously if you don't want to play him in that playing 11 that's fine. But right now you are doing the same thing to Yusvindra Chahir which you did to Kuldi Pyadav Around 4 years back. And what it does is is Leave the combination part. I understand that uh, you guys want to have a certain combination and all that stuff. We know that really well. But Right now, we also need to see the mentality of the players. If you are removing Yusvindra Chahal by making him play all those series in that uh, period of World Cup. And uh, at the end moment, you are just saying that uh, due to combination, we cannot play him. And you are taking such players in the squad who weren't even present for those matches. Like Shreya Sayyar, be it Kail, and uh, even Jadeja. And then you are giving such reasons that uh, we want batting and again, this will obviously just go ahead and uh, compromise the bowling attack. That's simple and also another good selection terms uh, is of Tilak Verma. I really like that uh, they took Tilak Verma in the squad. He could be uh, X Factor considering that uh, he can also ball. So obviously, I want uh, Tilak Verma to play those uh, starting matches in which uh, Kail Rahul is not available in the Asia Cup. And also, I want to see him ball in those matches. So... We might really get an answer that uh, whether Tilak is that much worthy at number four position or whatever reason he's being picked. But yeah, it's a good selection in terms of uh, what they're considering. Anyways, I hope uh, this team goes ahead and does well. And one more point that uh, Rohit Sharma mentioned that still doors are doors are open for Ashwin and Washington Sundar. That just really you know just uh, made me shut my phone and all those press conferences because why you are even considering these players when they haven't even played a single ODI match in those World Cup uh, in that period of World Cup Washington Sundar was injured for half of the time and even as and I think so today's game will get uh, probably washed out and he has just played uh, two games in which he hasn't even backed it just bowled. according on that basis I don't think so he might even get picked but still he's getting his name ahead while people like Chahaz and Kulji Piadav then are putting the hard efforts on the, in those uh, crucial games and still they managed to get out of that uh, squad of 17 so i don't know why bcci or any other cricketing board is providing luxuries to some player while others are just sitting out again we told that uh, these are not some cricketing reasons but anyways we'll move ahead these things will keep on happening considering indian team so let's move on with uh, another world cup uh, squad uh, i mean asia cup squad and uh, I'm talking about Sri Lanka totally heavy dependent on their bowling right now as a World Cup qualifies in uh, that I have uh, watched or their recent performances so yeah anyone of you Samir and Devanshu can start uh, with the discussion yeah
1: Devanshu will to take
2: Okay, you know, to be very honest, I don't have an actual idea about the Sri Lankan squad. But what I have felt is that the Sri Lankan team has been on a decline uh, in the past decade is what I have. Like, uh, there has been, uh, there has not been uh, any game or a to- or a tournament in general, any World Cup or something, which where the entire team has played well. It has always been dependency over a certain uh, number of players. And I think that is what is a huge barrier in them uh, dominating like how they used to. Like we have all known Sri Lanka to be a very fiery uh, team like who would always be in the knockout stage of uh, any tournament. But that is not the case now. Sri Lanka is like, to be very honest, not even considered as one of the uh, teams which will probably be in the top five as well. And I think that is a very alarming situation for them as well. But it's time for them to improve. Uh, let's see how they come up in the World Cup and in the Asia Cup as well. I think the Asian the Asia Cup uh, will really help them set up a lot of things. Uh, set up a lot of things uh, right on the track uh, for the World Cup. Yes, I don't think I have a lot to talk about Sri Lanka.
1: Uh, see, definitely. I think one of the points is that they have been on a decline, let's be honest. I think still in T20, I would say uh, on any given day, any team can beat any good team. Uh, even Afghanistan can beat India on any day or Australia on any day. Uh, even Ireland beat England in, in T20 World Cup, so uh, that's okay. But once it comes to 50 overs or test cricket, I think that's where the real skill is tested. It's not just about how well you can bat or how well you can ball, but how well you're able to adapt to the conditions. And I think that's tested more in ODI cricket and in test cricket than in T20 cricket. So, uh, I think Sri Lanka, uh, uh, see, uh, they have had a very good history. Uh, 1996 World Cup winners. uh, uh, Their captain at number two. nobody really believed in them back in the day, but they managed to win that cup. If you look at the history of that particular World Cup in that particular year, you know, it was a miracle win for them as well. But uh, they've had a good. They've had good players after that. Kumar sangakara Dune, Dilshan, Mendes, uh, Kulasekra, Harith, Boulti, They've had good players till 2011, 2012. I think from there on, beat their board issues or beat every see do, these kind of issues happen in every country. But uh, I don't think they were able to recover from that. And see every team goes through transition. Uh, in uh, I think the Indian team is one team that is currently going through transition, especially since last year. You know, uh, consqu- uh, in, across all formats. I think Sri Lanka has been going through that transition since 8-9 years now and uh, unfortunately they haven't been able to come out of it especially after the 2015 World Cup I would say. And uh, I think one of the 2-3 key players are still there. I would still say that Hasramya is a very good player. Uh, one of the key all-rounders that they have with the bat with the ball You know, we saw in the Sri Lanka series in the last year also when in India told that he was really brilliant and then the captain of course uh, Shanaka is a Very good, you know, we have seen that in the past also. I think Sri Lanka toured India last year and he had a very good, very explosive innings also. So, they have two, three good players, but uh, if you're you're asking me as a team whether they will click or not, uh, I have my doubts. Asia Cup, still I would say that they might have a chance, but uh, India and Pakistan are there and it's 50 overs at the end of the day, it's not 20 overs. If it would have been 20 overs, I would still give them the benefit of doubt. But two, three players based on based Kushan Mendes or Danun uh, Sharaka or Hasranga, based on two, three players, you can win a game here and there. But if you're telling me that you're going to win the tournament, then uh, that's not really the up there. Although they are in the transition phase, I hope uh, they're building. I, I would still say where they were three, four years ago, they are still better right now. Uh, but uh, there's still a very, very long way to go.
0: True, absolutely true, like um, obviously it's very evident that uh, Sri Lanka has to, uh, they, let's take a simple example like uh, we can justify the points uh, which you guys are telling. If Sri Lanka was really in a good position, they really didn't have to play the qualifiers. They have to go through the qualifiers and again they have an undue advantages in such tournaments. Because uh, all the European nations uh, does not have really good infrastructure as of now. And uh, obviously the ground issues are also there. And the weather is also affecting their games. So they can't really prepare the uh, level of spinners which uh, all these Asian nations bring. Or even the big ones like um, Australia beating them. So Sri Lanka obviously had an undue advantage in Zimbabwe. And they managed to qualify pretty much easily. But again the second thing which I noticed is batting attack was uh, really under pumped. They could In some of the matches, they weren't even performing well. Asaranga was scoring runs at uh, bottom order, but uh, top order was uh, uh, not really performing well. They couldn't really fire up. And uh, obviously, the whole tournament, they went uh, uh, with their bowling heavy spot, and uh, they also managed to win matches on the basis of their bowling attack. So, that's what I have observed uh, if we consider Sri Lanka. And yeah, a few noticeable players were Tikshana and uh, Asaranga and Dasun Shanaka also managed to chip in overs but uh, not really a big of threat and uh, let's say pace attack was also good for them but yeah in terms of batting they really need to work before the World Cup starts and again now also they have advantage for Asia Cup as uh, it's uh, they are, they are also hosting a part of Asia Cup so yeah they have an advantage over there so yeah let's hope for best for Sri Lanka and now also, we'll talk about uh, one squad which uh, others don't really talk about and uh, in my opinion, they have a fair chance of uh, performing much better all from all these Asian teams. I'm talking about Bangladesh. Obviously, the, even I don't have uh, ample knowledge about Bangladesh because I really couldn't follow them. But yeah, a few of the matches which I have been uh, following them along with a uh, few of our uh, mates from Cricket Group. We have discussed this with them too. Bangladesh has a really uh, deep batting lineup, in my opinion. And obviously, bowling attack, they have some uh, variety of paces. Uh, like Mustafizur Fizur Revan, consider it, uh, he balls good cutters. And then obviously, they have a few balls that can click 140-130s. Uh, so yeah, variety of uh, balls and also good start, uh, set of all-rounders. Al Hassan uh, going to lead the side for World Cup. And I don't know about Asia Cup, but yeah, he's going to lead the... Side for World Cup and uh, being the number one all rounder as of now.
1: Uh, yeah, I think uh, see uh, one thing that I've noticed, and it's not just for them but the fans across the na- across the country or across all nations, is that uh, is the fact that when we say that we don't know much about these squads. Uh, be it Sri Lanka, be it Bangladesh, it just shows you the state of cricket that we are currently in. That only there are three, four top teams that are playing top quality cricket. And it's actually sad to see that. Uh, again, it's a different uh, thing. We'll discuss this some other day. But uh, if you're seeing a quad that Bangladesh has been playing since last two, three years, uh, Shakib Al Hassan uh, is a very uh, reputed player, I would say. But uh, Apart from 2019 World Cup, he had a fabulous World Cup. That 2019 World Cup was a dream run. I remember that uh, West Indies chase. Uh, he was on fire in that inning. But apart from that World Cup, I'm sorry, but I'm not able to recall much of his innings with the bat and with the ball. And it just says that, see, the captain, captain's behavior is a just reflection of the team's behavior. And it's both aggressive, too aggressive, and uh, at times too childish. So, these kind of things actually impact you a lot. Uh, board issues are there. Bangladesh has never been able to step up or come up to, you know, to that big league, uh, compete with the big big teams on big stages. Uh, they have been going through this transition phase. Transition, I mean, I don't know. See, transition phase, those teams go through where they had a very high. I don't remember this team having a very high uh, phase. Uh, every other team has that up, up and down uh, you that we say, but uh, Bangladesh has never really had that. Uh, pace. So uh, they have good individual players. Uh, litton Das, I still remember uh, he was on fire against India in last year T20 World Cup. Uh, but uh, again, flashes of brilliance just doesn't make you a good team overall. And even in the past, they have had good players. Wait, Mushfikar Rahim, uh, Tamiyekbal, Shaheb Hassan. Uh, the, uh, even Mehdi Asan is a good player you know we saw him in the India series he was the one who took the game took the series away but why is it that they are never able to click on as a team in big stages and the team did win the under 19 world cup uh, but uh, again no reflection at all it's been 4 years since they won it but uh, beat the under 19 team or be it the senior team uh, they are just not up there you know for me at least and in, again in 20 years I would still say that uh, they have a good chance, but in 50 hours, when it comes to 50 hours in Test the, hey, it's it's difficult to catch up. I mean, I, it's it's it feels sad that India lost to Bangladesh uh, in the ODS series. Uh, I think last year it was, and it's it was not a series where your youngsters are playing. It was a series where your World Cup squad was playing. I was just seeing the stats today, so I was seeing their scorecards today, and actually Bangladesh did really well in that series. Uh, again, based on individual performances uh, of Mehdi Hassan. Well. So, again, these two, three players will hold the key. Shaqebal Hassan, again, depends on how he goes. Uh, if he has that mindset, then definitely. Uh, but again, apart from winning one or two games here and there, I don't see them uh, beating top teams.
2: Exactly, you know, like the way you said that there are some teams whom we aren't really capable of uh, like understanding their their entire squad. And I think the problem uh, here lies is that we are all okay with uh, pointing down notable players, like a couple of players for each team. But it really becomes difficult for us to, like, know entirely how the entire team is playing. And I think that is where it is important uh, that the entire team plays together because ODI cricket doesn't work in such a way that only a couple of players of yours are playing and you'll win the World Cup. Uh, that is not how it's gonna help uh in a in such a competitive era and yes it's like uh, there are there have been good uh, good players in Bangladesh so there are still some very good players in the Asia Cup but you know the, with new players coming in I think it can also be an X factor for the other uh, for them I still feel like uh Bangladesh uh, is going to upset a lot of good teams in the World Cup the Asia Cup feels like it's going to be a disaster. Uh, as they will be trying out a lot of things. But I think uh, more than winning the Asia Cup, I think Bangladesh will be focusing more on uh, setting up a perfect squad for the World Cup and that is how they will get their team in action and the the perfect coordination that every player is paying for their team. And I think that is what will help them. Uh, In the batting unit, Litendas is actually a very good batsman. Uh, He has given some very good uh, teams upset like I don't remember which game was it against New Zealand where Litindas and Shaky Hasan had both scored uh, 90s not out uh, both scored in the 90s while they were not out and they chased around 240 when their team was uh, 40 for 3 if I'm not wrong and things like that you know is what team Bangladesh needs uh, those things will really help boost the morale support of the entire team that when like you know even if a couple of players are playing for every match. That is what gives the other players also confidence that it's time for them to shine as well. So I think things like that uh, will really help. The experienced players always will require to put in their efforts and show the team that what is to be done. Uh, but yes, uh, let's see how things pan out for Bangladesh. Hoping for them to like try to get into the top four of the World Cup. Feels very difficult. But I think... Uh, the drive the Bangladeshi players have, I think it is possible. Let's see. Let's see how that works
0: out. <laughs> you know, the major concerns for such teams have become is uh, very less match practice. Obviously, you know, Bangladeshi players. If I personally talk about a more than two leagues right now, because uh, let's uh, take the this year's record of Audio cricket which they have played. I just remember Audio series against uh, India which we lost, and that was a brilliant series for them. Obviously, I respect Bangladesh a lot for that series. It just uh, gives a reality check for India too. Then, uh, second series against England. That uh, just happened after SAT20. Like in the middle of SAT20, not even after it. So, that's why even Jofra Archer played for England. And uh, obviously, Bangladesh lost. Then, coming on to the recent audio series was against Ireland. Which, uh, they managed to beat them uh, 2-0. But again, that win also didn't came... Uh, very convincingly, as they would have wanted. They need to work hard with their performances and uh, match really went uh, de- uh, uh, pretty deep. Uh, it's the second ODI. So, yeah, hoping for Bangladesh uh, to really go well. And obviously, they have upset uh, in, They have performed a big upset to India too. In that series itself, uh, we saw Das perform, then Mushfiqur uh, Rahim performs, and then uh, obviously, we have got Eberdath uh, Hussein, who is performing. And Tuskin and Ahmed, again I told you mixture of bowling lineup they have is very good. So, I mean they have a good squad. All they really need to do right now is just uh, get the combination right. By combination and having a good squad, it's a really different thing. You can have uh, as bunch of as remarkable players but still RCB women's team, uh, uh, women's uh, IPL team just managed to came last and uh, obviously had pretty much big names. So, they really need to figure out now which combination they really want to go with. And uh, yeah, we can just hope uh, good for Bangladesh series. And obviously also good uh, for World Cup and Asia Cup. So yeah, that's all about Asia Cup right now. And obviously there is Afghanistan left. Afghanistan also has... Uh, I told that uh, they have a pretty disastrous start against uh, Pakistan. Uh, the recent series uh, which is happening. Got all out on fifty nine. So yeah, again, a team which is uh, right now dependent on specific players and obviously we hope to uh, see Afghanistan grow and also similar issues they are facing like Afghanistan stepped into cricket world now, I don't think so like eight years back now, but after that, we don't really see them growing from there. They are stuck in a constant position that uh, they managed to qualify for each ICC tournament, but again from there, they are not winning any titles. Uh, so Sameer, if you want to take up Afghanistan, or else we can move on.
1: Yeah. So again, uh, uh, I think we have. I've been talking about this for the past two teams also, that uh, fifty overs, twenty overs, very difficult. Uh, when it comes to Afghanistan, I would still say that twenty overs, they they are a good side. But uh, one pattern that you observe in these uh, low ranked teams that uh, it's difficult for them to bat. Uh, I still feel that uh, for them, bowling is not the biggest issue uh, because they might just manage to get a few wickets and just somehow uh, uh, take the game close, but it's all about their batting. If you're telling me that those batters are, are uh, capable enough to uh, face the likes of Shine Afridi, Haris Rauf, Jaspreet Bumrah, Mohammed Shami, uh, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, then then I think then there might be a chance. But we all know that's not the case, right? Uh, with their bats. So their batting is actually not that strong, uh, if I have to put it that way. Even in the 2019 World Cup, uh, although I would still say that in 2019 World Cup, in a league stage, the team that gave India the most difficult time was Afghanistan. If you look at the entire league stage, India actually struggled against them in that team. But what was, their, what was the thing that got them India back in the game? It was their bowling attack. I think they were chasing someone on 250 or something, Afghanistan, and they were not able to chase it. Shami took a hat-trick and that. So, if you're telling me that they can face the likes of Gumra and Shamir, it, it's difficult for them, let's be honest. And they are in a diff- They are also, I would still say that where they were a few years back, they're still in a better phase now. But uh, it will all come down to their bowlers. And when I say bowlers, it will come down to their experience, please. They still have a good group of mystery spinners, which they can utilize in these conditions. But we are playing in October and November, and I'm telling you, it is a very, it is that kind of a period in India where dew falls, and if you're playing in, especially in Kolkata or in those kind of uh, coastal areas, the ball is going to be like a like a soap, right? So it's going to be difficult for the spinners as well. So although they still have Rashid Khan. Uh, uh Mojib, these are really actually good bowlers. I would still say Rashid can bat also, but again, the same point two, three good players. You have to have a good team in their batting lineup. I'm sorry, but uh, I don't see them uh, scoring around even 150 or 180 more than 150, 180 uh, against uh, top quality teams,
2: exactly. You know, like when you're talking about the batting unit, I could only think about the wicket Gurbaz the opener of that And I think he's also Someone who If he clicks He clicks Otherwise uh, He also doesn't Play well Like we've all seen him Score very quick Quick fire 50s Or he would just uh, Get out in single digit scores And I think That is actually A very alarming Side from there For for uh, the, the Afghanistan team As they don't have Proper batsmen Who can p- Keep the score ticking Like Even if a couple of wickets Fall down early Then they can, the other batsmen can, you know, continue the score ticking, can keep the scoreboard moving. I think that will actually become a huge problem. While talking about the bowling unit, I think uh, Nabi and uh, Rashid Khan are going to hold the key for them. Uh, Of course, we all know how much dependent Rashid Khan is for the team. Uh, Mujibur Rahman will always be there, like he has always been a good pacer, and I think He is someone who really can uh, deceive very good batsmen. But while talking about players like this, I don't see a notable team contribution from Team Afghanistan. And as you said, I would truly agree to that, that it would be very difficult for them to get to score more than 150 against top teams. So yes, a lot of improvement required for them. And it all comes down to this about how the teams are ready for T uh, Twenty internationals, but they are not ready for the ODI, and that is what is actually a very sad part to see from a cricketing from a cricketing fan perspective as well, where we have all admired long forms of cricket, uh, let it be maybe it be Test cricket or even ODIs, but the sudden switch towards T Twenty and all the teams adapting to that is actually very sad to see that when World Cups like eleven that, that when World Cups come up it's always the notable 4-5 teams who you all know is going to play the semi-finals. And I think that is actually very sad to see. For all the teams you have mentioned uh, till now, I think uh, out of the, those the three, uh, the last three teams were the ones who have their focus on T20 and I think that is actually a very big problem. Let's see how they pan out in the Asia Cup and if, you know, if it works out for them, then maybe they'll find the right score for the World Cup. And who knows if uh, they can be someone who defeats the big teams and might come in the top 4 as well.
0: Yeah, also the problem with Afghanistan has been the situation the whole nation has been into. Obviously, I don't want to discuss that, what's happening, uh, what happened. The teams which were initially planning to go there, they didn't really travel to play the series all those factors coming in and obviously Afghanistan also not playing that much of a cricket as a national side together we I don't remember even a single series which they, they managed to play after previous year's Asia Cup considering ODI and uh, previous year Asia Cup was also T20 so I don't know what series happened in between but yeah uh, let's uh, talk about their recent performance so this will give us a brief insight about their score. Obviously, Gurbash being the primary wicketkeeper and uh, goes on with explosive hitting, And uh, then Ibrahim Zadran played the recent match. Then uh, Rehmat has been an experienced campaigner. Mohammad Nabi again being an experienced campaigner. You know? Then uh, Mujibur Rahman obviously uh, again an experienced uh, ball from Afghanistan's perspective. And Rashid Khan again, we talked about uh, experienced perspective and... Noor Ahmed again, one of the key which missed out on playing the first match against Pakistan and could be a X-factor if put together with Rashid Khan, we already saw that uh, Gujarat Titans managed uh, to use both Rashid Khan and Noor Ahmed So yeah, let's say because World Cup in India is going to be tricky due to the weather and obviously the conditions of Asia Cup is going to be very different in Sri Lanka you will find turn while in Pakistan there will be pretty much flat pitches so, yeah, let's hope so that uh, Afghanistan also step uh, steps up uh, in this recent series which they are playing against Pakistan. And, uh, yeah, so we have discussed about the Asian contingent. Now, uh, let's uh, move on to Africa. I mean, South Africa. Again, they have announced uh, their ODI squad. Uh, I don't know which uh, team against Apcheng. I don't remember right now. But, yeah, I saw their ODI squad which they recently announced. Uh, Many surprise inclusions One of them being uh, Devor Bravis And yeah, others uh, being common name uh, Christian Stubbs, Henrich Krasin, Quentin Decoft uh, Temba Pavuma, Aiden Makram um, Then Norkia and uh, Rabada So all these are uh, notable names And obviously these all players are going to be uh, Most likely going to play in World Cup 2 So yeah, if anyone wants to go ahead with Africa They can go See, they, uh,
1: they have always been a very good team, I would say, uh, especially in the last two, three years, they have actually up there, anti and uh, their in- uh, players, especially seven or eight players, if you see individually, runaway matches. you know, you talk about David Miller, you talk about uh, 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 Quinton Decoq, you talk about Aiden Markram, you talk about Vandal Dussing, uh, you talk about uh, Rabada, Nokia, even their uh, spinner that they had. Uh, Kesha Maharaj. all all these players are actually really, uh, really, really good. And even in the last World Cup, uh, they did manage to beat India, right, uh, in the T20 World Cup. And even before that, they have done well. When we went to South Africa, they uh, beat us 3-0. So, they have been a very good team. And uh, uh, I would just, just stick my neck out and say that, that their batting, if you see, on paper at least, one of the most destructive battings out there. If you have to put it that way, but again, as we discussed, as a team, as a unit, if you are able to click, and they have the same issue, what we have facing as a team since last few years is that come the big stage, and we are not just able to do it for some reason. They, yeah, they, they lost to Netherlands in the last uh, in the last World Cup, right in the twenty twenty World Cup. Otherwise, they would have easily made it to the top for so the type of cricket that they were playing in the last 2T20 World Cups that they have played. It's actually really good. Yes, 2019 was a disaster for them. 2019 world cup was a disaster for them, but after that, they have actually uh, are, are not like they have actually done pretty well as a team. And Kadisu Rabada was considered to be one of the best fast bowlers uh, across formats, especially in the last few years. Uh, last one or two years, I still feel that he might have dipped a bit, but before that, last six seven years, not one of the best, but he was the best fast bowler. You see test matches, you see ODI cricket. You see IPL, whenever he performed in IPL for Delhi Capitals for 2-3 years, he was their main man. And even in international cricket. So, but, uh, and again, you pair Rabada with Nokia, uh, what a player. I still feel that Nokia is more dangerous in today's time compared to Rabada. Uh, he has had a tremendous IPL experience also. He has played a lot in India as well. So, definitely the bowling for me very uh, looks very, very threatening. And the inclusion of Devil Brevis, I think, very, very, very uh, good call, I would say. Uh, they uh, See, it's always uh, good to have fresh faces in your team. Uh, other teams have also done that, uh, including their young players, a few, two, three young players who they feel can make an impact. And Devil is one of them. We have seen that uh, in the past also, right, the, the few type of innings that short glimpses, but yes, definitely, he has definitely that talent. For me, I would always pick South Africa in the top four, but again, it's just that uh, the big stage. I don't know what really happens to them. They are a very good side, and I really want them want them to do well. But uh, it uh, for me, given the conditions, given the other teams also, and given that it's happening in India and Pakistan are also playing, I still feel that uh, they might not make it to the top four. Although very good, although they are a very good side, especially Eden Markram. If you see. Uh, one of the finest batsmen but I would still say that he has underperformed in the last 2-3 years and uh, uh, if, he, if he can actually step up and uh, because this is the biggest stage this is the stage where if you prove you will be remembered for the rest of your lives and if you want to prove it then you have to just show it over here and for me I think it's going to be very important for uh, Eden Markham and two other batsmen as well
2: Like, you know, I think while talking about South Africa, it feels like a very good team on paper. Like, great batting depth, great bowling unit. Like, everything seems to be perfect on paper. But eventually, it all comes down to the thing about how they perform in big events. They have given... In the ODI series, they play with other countries. They have given some very big upsets to great teams. Like, to be very honest, I did not expect uh, them to win 3-0 against India. I think that was something which was very unexpected. And, you know, things like that really help them to get into the zone of a World Cup. Like, setting up a team, uh, make it so ready for the World Cup. Like, even if you see the Indian conditions, I think probably half of the South African sc- uh, squad is already uh, well versed with the Indian conditions. I think that is going to help them a lot. Definitely the inclusion of David Brevis is uh, going to make a huge impact because you have all known uh, how fearless he plays and I think South Africa as a team, I think they require a player like this who is a fresh face and can, uh, you know legit pounce on uh, bowlers and I think inclusion of him is going to be a very good factor for them With ex- while talking about the experienced players I think Quinton De Kock will hold the side uh, pretty well with uh, David Miller while talking about the bait, uh, batting depth as well uh, I think the most important part of South African team is that it will never be a case that even if a couple of wickets have fallen down their run it will be hampered. The players are so experienced and so keen to score big for their team uh, will always uh, keep the scoreboard going on and I think those things will really help in the World Cup uh, here in India as well. While talking about the bowling unit I think uh, the the best decision was I felt was getting Wayne Parner. We have all known uh, how great he has been in the last uh, IPL as well. He did he played uh, only a couple of matches if I'm not wrong. But he was very impactful, I mean. It's not only about the wickets, but it's also about uh, the economy you bowl in. Things like that really help. Uh, Kagiswara, but definitely as you said, he's probably one of the best bowlers in recent times. He can be very fearless. Uh, He can also be very deceiving. Like the batters may find uh, Rabada very deceiving. Those things can uh, really make a huge point in the World Cup. While talking about the spinners, I think Keshav Maharaj will lead the side. He has that experience. And I think uh, that is what will keep the team moving. So, you know, while talking about South Africa in general, the inclusion of both fresh faces and experienced players is what will uh make the team moving. A coordination will definitely require like uh no matter how good you are on paper, it's in then it's important on how well you coordinate with your team and how well like it's always important to adapt to situations. Uh these series with South Africa will be playing will be taken as a proper practice series where they will try to make some experiments probably to, you know, just get to know each player in the best way possible amongst them as well. And I think they do, I do see them in the top 4 definitely in the World Cup this year.
0: Well, uh, talking about the leadership roles, obviously they have a uh, lot of options. Be it uh, Keshav Maharaj, be it uh, Aiden Makrup. But uh, again, yeah, the squad which I was talking about in which David Bravis and uh, even Another player which uh, I forgot to tell was uh, Gerard Coetze. Uh pretty much a uh, fiery ball, I would say. And uh, has been a good performer across uh, South African T20 League and uh, the recent tournament uh, of USA. So he has been a good performer. And uh, yeah, this is also signs that uh, now team wants someone to take up that role of Rabada if he is not really stepping up. And yeah. Rabada, after coming back from injury, I don't know what happened to him, but the sense of death bowling, uh, which he used to provide to any team, be it uh, league match or be it uh, the national match, that has been lost. Like, he cannot really nage his yorkers right now. He's trying to bowl those cutters, which uh, hasn't been his strength from start of his career. So, yeah, it's also some signs of warning that Ashton cricket board is providing to Rabada. Then, uh, obviously, Temba Babuma is captain for the Australian series. And, uh, yeah, let's hope that South Africa can really win the first World Cup. And, uh, obviously, now they have the likes of Hendricks Klasen, who was uh, warming the bench uh, in the past series as a backup wicketkeeper. keeper. But, yeah, as we have seen that in IPL or uh, even in uh, USA T20 Premier League or whatever it is, Major League uh, Cricket, He has really stepped up his game. He was the highest run scorer in Major League Cricket. And uh, obviously in IPL also, we saw that he can play spin really well. So yeah, uh, that's all about South African uh, Cricket Squad. And uh, let's see again what happens on the global stage. As we have talked about that, uh, every time the squad is pretty much good. But we get World Cup or any ICC tournament they couldn't really make it to semi-final or even finals. So now last team for World Cup. I don't think so you guys have any idea of the, the squad which they're going to take. Uh, it's Netherlands. They did fought uh, pretty much hard in the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, gave uh, tough to Sri Lanka. And obviously managed to chase down uh, a pretty much hefty big total uh, of 300 plus against West Indies. And outperform them in super over, that's a big thing from their perspective. But yeah, they did manage to qualify. And um, few notable players which I would like to talk about: Bas de Lid. Obviously, he managed the uh, Netherlands to qualify for the World Cup. The final uh, second last game which they were playing against Scotland, they had a situation where they need to chase out the total in 44th over, and. Um, yeah, Baz performed to uh, score 100 and also took 5 wickets in uh, that match. So, one of the notable performers for Netherlands team. And uh, opening perspective, they have Max O'Dowd and uh, Vikramjeet Singh, uh, which we have also seen in previous uh, T20 World Cup. And uh, coming to their wicket-keeping option, it's uh, Scott Edwards, who will be leading the side. And uh, West Indies' will be in middle order, who is another experienced player from Netherlands, b Then um, bowling will be handled by Aryan Dutt who is a uh, off spinner, and um, again uh, second uh, they have a spinner in uh, form of uh, Saqib Zulfikur and uh, then again another good all rounder they are going in with uh, is Logan Van B. He managed uh, to score thirty runs in that uh, super over against West Indies, and also was able to take uh, two wickets in that uh, Super over, So, another notable performer for uh, Netherlands in that series. Then, Teja Teja Nimarindu is someone who is uh, handling middle order pretty well for Netherlands this point of view. He scored 100 in that uh, West Indies match. So, that's all about uh, Netherlands cricket. The only issue that uh, they will, according to them, is that um, Obviously, they don't have a lots of variety of players in the squad. Only these bunch of players are ones that are experienced as of now. So, they really need to preserve their players for World Cup. And even during the World Cup and duration for World Cup. And yeah, they are traveling to India in September for a pin camp. They are going to check out how conditions are. And that's a good thing. They are traveling already to India to get used to the conditions as they don't really have any matches schedule uh, between that uh, period so yeah that's all about netherlands so i think so we have discussed all teams of world cup uh we had a pretty much good discussion if you guys wants to add on something on netherlands or any other team you can add on or else i feel it's good time that uh, we end this podcast
2: here i actually just have one thing to talk about netherlands that I like the fact about how that team is growing. It's important for, you know, all the nations to start focusing on, like, we've all known cricket to be just a sport of, like, let's like say, 5 to 10 countries. But as a cricket fan, I would really love if, like, let's say, a World Cup is happening for more than 15 to 20 countries. So, seeing things like this, like, even the qualifiers, to be very honest, where teams you never heard of are playing cricket, and I think that is something which is really a good sign for cricket in general. Let's see how well Netherlands Netherlands play in the World Cup. Wishing a lot of good luck to them.
1: Yeah, I hope I'm audible. So yeah, I think it is a very good point that you mentioned, uh, and even I was thinking about it that. uh, 3-4 good teams, 4-5 good teams, but if there were more good, challenging teams out there, it definitely would do good. And if you saw it, I still remember 2021 T20 World Cup, if you remember, which was held in UAE. I think Scotland and few other teams were actually stepping up their game. And they were actually performing really well in that tournament. Uh, I remember New Zealand almost lost one game to Scotland. So, and at that time, we were, we were saying that these kind of, you know, associate nations actually have the potential, if they're given more chances to play top teams, you never know. But these things require a lot of time. I think from both ends, from the nation, from the board and from uh, top teams who are actually. Uh, so, I think at times, you know, when top countries actually go and play the associate nations, uh, we should not really criticize them. I think I see this lot in Pakistan, that, uh, you know, when they go ahead and play with Zimbabwe or Afghanistan, they just keep on trolling them. I don't know what the reason is, but again, at least those kind of teams are getting that exposure, right, to play against Pakistan. When India goes to play against West Indies or last year in Zimbabwe, whenever, uh, I think instead of criticizing them, it's, I mean, it's okay. You have to be prepared for a World Cup and for major events as well. But at the same time, we look at it another way, that, you know, it's helping the other teams as well. So, these kind of things are important and... uh, And yeah, I mean, uh, good luck to all the associations and all the other teams as well. It was good covering all the teams in the last two podcasts that we have done. It was really amazing. And uh, yeah, I think so far, uh, everything is good. And looking forward to Asia Cup, I think that is the next big step. And I think this will be a very big assignment for India as well. Because uh, I think all the criticism is out of the window now. Uh, For me, at least uh, we can criticize them later on. I mean that's just part and parcel of the game. But the 15 players that have been selected, uh, they are no less than anybody else. They have the potential and the ability to go and lift the cup. And uh, and this is it. You know this is the final assignment of Travid uh, as a coach and David as a captain. So you have Asia cup. You have the World Cup. Just you have the right 15. You just uh, we have you have all the fans who are uh, supporting you from behind. Uh, it's not that way. It's not that nobody's behind you. We are always going to be there, so I just hope and wish uh, them all the
0: best. True, like uh, it's a good thing that cricket is growing. All we can hope is that uh, these countries uh, do get that amount of coverage uh, to let them grow. Even uh, I saw a few trolls on Ireland yesterday on their Instagram page uh, and all by Indians. So, that's not a good thing at all because uh, not every country has that luxury of infrastructure and the conditions that allow them allows them to play cricket. And Netherlands being one of that. Uh, right now, what I have heard from their uh, recent um, sources or whatever, their social media pages, that uh, they don't really have proper cricket grounds. Like, they really need to play on astroturfs uh, between football fields. That's how the infrastructure is over there, and obviously they do have some good grounds too. But yeah, it requires a lots of growth as of now, and even the teams are comprised of players from multi nations. So that's how the team has been. And uh, another notable nation that I would like to appreciate is Scotland. They were on worst to qualify for World Cup, but again I don't know what's uh, it is about Netherlands cricket team. Whenever the situation arises when they have to be dependent on other team to create a scenario for them to get qualified. They step up the game and they manage to eventually they manage to get qualified for ICC tournaments. Be it T20 World Cup where they were depending on the media to defeat UAE and get qualified and beat this World Cup where they were expecting Scotland to beat Zimbabwe and then uh, obviously Netherlands to beat Zimbabwe or uh, Scotland in such a manner that uh, their net run rate goes above them. So, yeah, another good nation uh, in terms of growth is Scotland. Some really good players out there. George Muncy, who recently scored, uh, I don't know, he's like uh, in top 5 for highest T20 score, 132 uh, in uh, European World Cup qualifier or T20 World Cup qualifier. But yeah, there are lots of players I can talk about. But eventually, I need to do that podcast solo about associate nations. But anyways, it has been a good talk about World Cup. The period of World Cup is coming pretty much close. And still, I don't know what will happen to World Cup schedule. The warm-up matches have been announced today, though. That's a good thing. But final schedule, I don't know how many changes it will undergo again and again. But yeah, that's all the different issues. And um, obviously, next assignment is Asia Cup for Asian contingents. And why rest of the countries um, are playing series. And obviously, Netherlands also traveling to India for a... Uh, Spin bowling camp or playing against spin—that's what they are going to focus on. So yeah, that's all for World Cup pre-build up. Hopefully, we will get the final score soon, and hopefully, we can get you some good content again. Until then, if you like our podcast, you can listen to other episodes too. We are available on Spotify, and soon we might also go on YouTube. So hoping for the best for ourselves too. And uh, we go by the name of Crickstop Prick- uh, on Instagram. That's our handle. And uh, we also have the same name on uh, Spotify. So you can go out and follow us on Instagram and do listen to other podcasts on uh, Spotify too. We have covered a pretty wide range of cricket that's happened in the, this year. So yeah, that's all for today. And uh, we hope to serve you again with the good cricket content. That's all.